GPT. Love it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just Two Dads with my co-host, Mr. Sean Francis. I am Brian Altunian. Today, we're talking about self-care. Apparently, for me, I needed to have a little computer self-care. Uh, sorry about the delay getting started here, but um, uh, it's just the two of us, no guests today, but uh, a, a conversation worth worth having for sure. So hang with us as we have a, another a great and exciting episode of Just Two Dads. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> if you're catching us, another episode of Just Two Dads. I am Brian Altunian, along with Sean Francis. And um, if you're catching us on our Facebook Live page, welcome. Thank you. Leave some comments. I don't like this virtual background. It's funky. Um, leave us some comments. Uh, feel free to, to uh, let us know if there's something that we can that we can talk about. If you're catching us after the fact on our YouTube channel, welcome. Um, please hit subscribe and share. You know, get, uh, you know, help us build that build that awareness. We've, we've added a bunch of subscribers this week and we're really excited about that. And if you're catching us on podcast outlets everywhere and on WSTX AM radio down at US Virgin Islands, thank you for making us part of your listening day. We're going to get right into it because um, we are excited to be talking about this subject, uh, self-care. So as we get ready to, to talk about that, I'm just going to throw it over to Sean Francis, ask how you doing, buddy, and let's get rolling. I am doing great. Uh, I, you know, I, I think um, I'm thankful and I'm blessed for us to have this platform to um, be able to reach out and to remind people that they're not alone. And then at the same time, um, you know, it's it's interesting. I don't, I haven't spoken with most people that have podcasts or shows to ever ask them if they feel like they are as much an audience member as they are a host. Um, I feel like the creation of the show kind of came to us as opposed to us going to it. And I feel like lots of times it's, you know, I'm, I'm doing both. And so the topics that we have and the people that we have conversations with are people um, that are familiar with things that are important to us. And so I don't know how good I am at self care. And so um, I'll get back to that, but let me ask you because it's, it's more important for those of us that are caregivers to um, those with special needs. Um, but the definition is still the same. So let me ask you, what comes to mind when you think self-care? Well, I think, um, I think it's, 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 it's a matter of pausing your daily activity or your, your, just your activity to, mm -hmm enclose if you will you know to to actually give yourself a space to heal to be aware to you know meditate to tap into higher source um mm -hmm. sometimes self-care is physical a lot of times it's mental psychological sometimes it's repairing the soul um and self-care to me comes in a lot of different forms i can go have lunch with somebody that i really enjoy that feeds my soul and that's that's self-care that's a version of self-care to me yeah definitely um uh, so what i did is I, I i took the you know the opportunity to um have a just a brief conversation with a friend of mine by the name of chat gpt and just ask well <laughs> what will what what do you think o oracle of them of the day <laughs> and yes. The answer is as follows. Self-care refers to the practice of taking deliberate actions to prioritize and maintain one, one's physical, mental, and emotional well-being. 
It involves activities and habits that promote health, reduce stress, and enhance overall quality of life. Self-care can encompass a wide range of activities such as exercise, meditation, relaxation techniques, healthy eating, and virtually everything that Brian just said. It also says the specific self-care activities can vary from person to person, but the key is to regularly, and I think the operative word there is regularly, engage in practices that nurture and rejuvenate your mind and body. So two things to unpack there, at least the two most obvious things, which is, you know, everyone, make sure that you associate with people who are so smart that you don't even need chat GPT. That's what I did. That's why I brought in my friend. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number two, when I look at the operative word, you know, I, you know, regularly, um, and this is, goes back to my initial statement where I said, I don't know how good I am at self-care. And I feel like I can, it can be either one. Here's the reason why. Um, if I'm in pursuit of a goal, um, you know, they, people talk about celebrating small and big wins along the way. My problem, one of them is that I'm easily distracted and I like to celebrate <laughs> the smallest win along the way. And I can just be like, ah, that was good. Our goal is 50, whatever, unless it's something like, I don't know, push-ups or something. I'm not going to stop till I'm done. And so sometimes I think I might be too good or good to my own detriment at quote unquote self-care because I'm also, I also get enjoyment out of like the smallest things. Like my wife, Laura, Laura will say sometimes, my brother cracks up about this. She'll be like, you're so easily amused. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, and, and once upon a time, I would be like, well, what does that mean? And I might be even like offended by it or something, but it's actually a goal. As long as I'm not, you know, too distracted or it's me from being the best person I can be. Let me go ahead and get the most joy out of the, the smallest things. But you were going to say something and I was going to, Sure, no, no, I, no, I, I actually was just sort of laughing at, at what you're saying, but um, because I think it's good to be easily amused. I think that that's a funny, uh, it's funny coming because, because if you can find humor in even the smallest things, you know, your, mm -hmm. your, your perspective is, is a lot more like you always say, right? Child, childlike and not childish, right? It's very right. childlike. If you can find, you know, listen, we sometimes laugh when somebody trips over the sidewalk and then it starts running like they meant to do it. You know, we laugh at that kind of stuff, even though, yeah. you know, it, it could I, have been detrimental I, I, to somebody. I told my brother this morning, I called him rather than texted him. I said, you're responsible for it taking an extra, you kept me up for an extra 15 minutes last night when I was trying to go to sleep. He's like, really? How's that? And there was a phrase that he said once that I will not repeat here that just cracked me up years ago and i was thinking of it and for the 15 minutes that i thought of it i was just like laughing like into the pillow because i didn't want to like wake anybody up and it just and i could not and it was very it was very juvenile but it brought joy and it also makes me think about you know um there's an article that i saved by charlie munger who is i believe 90 years old yeah. um and says he says if someone like me who's near death can find things to be optimistic about anybody can and so, you know, they say that a lot of, you know, happiness has to do with, you know, and the way we age is about having something to look forward to. But the other thing I was going to say is, you know, I, the other question I asked our good friend, uh, Chad GPT was, you know, why is self-care important 
to caregivers to those with wait, special needs. Wait, go I want I want I want you to answer that, but just want to go back one quick second. So you yeah. know that Charlie Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's business partner. Warren Buffett mm-hmm. and Charlie Munger together started Berkshire Hathaway. So we're yes, talking about a yes. guy who's very straight laced and very like you know uh, by the book and you know numbers checking off the you know crossing T's and dotting I's and stuff like that. So right. um, he's not like somebody who's just you know some of our woo woo you know uh, folks. <laughs> right. He's like you know so the fact that, that that comment that he made I think is is that says a lot, right? Because he, even that guy who's all about you know business and particularly American business to have that kind of comment that conversation is great so anyways i just wanted to footnote no what you had it, said, and it's so. funny because the the things overlap because i think like for instance you and i've been having this conversation uh you know um a lot lately i've been looking at these not even reruns but streaming on on uh, amazon prime is the television series manix when i was a kid that was like that was one of the first shows that i liked at all and it was for two reasons one um it was a detective show. The, the lead character was just cool. He cared about people, stuck his neck out for for anyone that could not stand to see wrong being done, drove a cool car, and always had the pretty girl, and, and guys wanted to be him, women wanted to be with him. But then at the same time, his secretary was a black female character, and there weren't that many people on TV that looked like me. And I grew up in a society in the Virgin Islands where most people looked like me. So I didn't even realize what that meant. And so I'm looking at that, you know, and when you look at stuff like that, that's, you know, a little older, your favorite food, your favorite something, especially if maybe it's a restaurant or something like that doesn't exist anymore. If you're not careful, you can get into the whole like, man, the good old days just you know, and then there comes the question that you don't even ask yourself, but more or less make a statement about, which is like, what do I look forward to today? And having yeah. something to look forward to is a form of self-care because the world in which we live in, in many ways, is so ugly that there's a lot of things to be really, um, you know, less than optimistic about. But at the same time, and I'm all over the place as I usually am. No, I'm no. reading. Now, reading a book right now that I had I wanted to get for a while and did finally get around to it, which is uh, like, um, uh, oh my gosh, I think it's, I hope I'm getting it right. I think it's called, it's a life source. Um, it's life source. It's by uh, Tony Robbins. And what it talks about is one of the co-authors and the contributors is a guy by the name of Peter Diamandis, who is just uh, a genius on several different levels. And what they're talking about is, taking responsibility for your health, um, not allowing um, someone with a degree, a doctor per se, to kind of, you know, just dictate what you do. And that all f- falls into both self-care and having something to look forward to because Diamandis is saying that for every um, six months, for every year that you live, technologically speaking, you should be able to add six months to your life expectancy, the type of things and breakthroughs that they're making, you know? And so that's something to look forward to. And so if we, and if we take advantage of our own self-care and, you know, and all these things that they're talking about, all of those things play a role, you know, and it's yeah. just very, very interesting. And I found myself finding things to really look forward to. Cause for a while I, w- I was kind of like, gee, it, it, it seems like the good old days, like so many things are, what's so great about today? And it's a question, not despair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's, I think that 
I was stopped in my tracks about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, when I was asked the question, what are you looking forward to? And so it, it's interesting because that question has a different answer at different times in your life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for some people as they're working, like I look forward to retirement or I look forward to, the, you know, my kids getting that, you know, growing up and moving out. Some, some kid would say, <laughs> I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, to having a retirement home or a vacation home somewhere. Right. Um, but I also think that, and so for me, uh, just this conversation, I, uh, and I have to careful, be careful how I phrase it. I was, I was, uh, I was not admonished, but I was told I need to be careful how I phrase it. But, you know, I've, I've had a lot of loss in my life in the last three months mm-hmm. um, between losing my, my mom, uh, cousin, uh, close friend's wife, and, you know, and, and a couple of others that were a little, you know, a little extended. Um, and it, and it honestly made me feel, and I've been using this word to describe it because it's the only word that I can think of. Oh, I know where you're going, but go ahead. I've been feeling adrift. Yeah. I've been feeling mm-hmm. adrift. And because, and then, and then I recently had a conversation, I think it, yesterday, as a matter of fact, where, where one of my dear friends said to me, you know, it's not really loss if you look at it like all the memories you have are really a blessing and they're, you know, it's it, you're cherishing that you get to relive and recherish those moments of happiness and joy again. So the loss is that, that you won't have new ones. But, you know, the reality is that, you know, things things do move on. And I, I would just, you know, for me. Oh, by the way, there's an I, alert going to be going out today. I forgot that <laughs> that was supposed to take place today. Yeah, I forgot about that. So uh, look at that. I'm going to turn into a zombie now. Nope. <laughs> anyways. Um, anyways. So when so in that stage of feeling adrift, I was asked the question, tell me, what are you looking forward to right now? And honestly, Sean, I was like, I don't know. Like I have to I mm-hmm. feel... Like I have to rethink what I'm looking, what I'm looking forward to because it's worthwhile. Way, you got to. Yeah. And in two weeks, I'm going to, you know, to visit my, my, you know, my biological father who's ailing and don't know how much longer he has. And so when you start to lose your parents and you start to think about what's, who's next kind of thing, you know, you kind of think like, okay, well, I've been working so hard and doing so many things and, you know, involved in so many things that do fill my soul, but like, what, what now? Like, is it, is it, is it changed? Right? Does my, does my situation changed? And so, what am I looking forward to? And now, and I don't really know. I don't really know the answer to that to that question. And and it actually made me realize that as our as our as our loved ones transition mm-hmm. out of this physical world. For those that are left behind, we also go through our own transition. And so for me, I'm kind of in that transition mode, too, where I'm trying to think about what I do. What do I want to have in my relationships? What kind of relationships do I want to have with my children, with my loved ones, with my friends, with the groups that I, you know, that I participate in? And and to some degree, it feels like a little bit of inertia. And so that I just want I want to stop on that point. And then it does translate and relate to the idea what you were going to bring up, which is 
ChatGPT's perspective on special on, on self care for for caregivers. But but just before we get to that, I just you know give you a chance to 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 respond because again, you also have had loss mm-hmm. lately, and so you have your own experience of of that. How how has it been for you? You know, it's um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I put it this way: I, I know that there's three things that I. Three of the things that I've, re- I've come to realize that I really need is um, I need the people that are in my life that I that I love the, the most, like my family, it's just everything, everything. And um, and that includes you, because not all family um, with some family, the only thing you have in common with your blood is that it's the same color. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you don't get to. You don't, hmm. family is everything, but, you know, I, I was something I came up with the other day that I thought was kind of clever. I think I said something like, uh, family isn't everything, but everything isn't always family, you know? So it depends because some of your family are like, the fact that we're related is a bonus because if I had to, if I could choose my family, I would pick you every day of the week. And then there's some family members that you wouldn't necessarily choose. And most of my family, I, you know, I would choose. So I need, I need that. Um, and I need something to, I do need something to look forward to because I, I've had such a, I feel like a blessed life. Like I, I sometimes I look up and, and, I, and I think aloud to God, I'm like, and, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way and think that I've thought of like harming myself or anything like that. Not at all. I, what I've thought, think about is the, the time that I've wasted with the gift that I've been given and be like, why do you still have me here? Like, I'm just like, man, if I, I, you know, and because it takes so little for me to get self-care, you know, I'm kind of like this ice cream, this TV show, whatever, put my feet up and just, woohoo. You know, when I was a kid, I think I would tell people, you know, my, my dad would tell me things like, you know, um, you know, you have a cartoon mentality. Everything is, everything is a joke and blah, you know, life is serious. And I would be like, yeah, I'm 10. I'm trying to watch Scooby-Doo. Why are you trying yeah. to tell me that, that yeah. you know, every day we're closer to dying? But the things that he was telling me then, those are the things we talk about now. We can spend forever on the phone talking about it. And so I, I, the idea of having something to look forward to, I need that desperately. And um, and I think I found it. And so my answer to you, know, to you too is when we look at loss, uh, you know, I'm blessed to have both my both of my parents still, but to say that I have thought about their departure as well as my own, uh, to say that I have not would be a lie. And um, I think the first form of self care, or, or or if you're looking for for something to look forward to, it can turn into self care because the first thing is like, well, what is it that's going to give me joy, and then I can do what I call treating it like Christmas. Okay, because regardless of your religious belief. The idea of Christmas or any holiday for that matter, which comes but once a year, you know, part of the value and all those great things is that it takes place once a year. You know, I just saw this post earlier today from one of my all-time heroes, Kobe Bryant. He was talking about how he took a trip with his wife, uh, Vanessa, to uh, France after the Lakers were eliminated in 2008 by the Celtics. And he said it was beautiful, you know, the country and flowers and everything. And he stopped and looked at the sun and thought, 
and thought that the son, and maybe I'm feeling this way because he's no longer with us, but I sent it. I have a group text with my uh, a dear friend and my brother, and he was just like responded. I would just had him in tears. But Kobe said, you know, he looked at the, he learned from the son about being a better leader because he's like, the son makes the flowers and everything beautiful. It's the reason why they're beautiful. But the son knows when to step back and go away and not mm. be seen. If there's too much of it, it becomes dangerous. So he says, when you look on the court and you see, you know, Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom, they're not better players because Kobe Bryant's made them better. He said they're better because he stepped back and they're better on their on their own in given moments. So everything has a season, a reason, and its moment. And so if you can find something to look forward to that fulfills you, especially in a given moment, right? And it doesn't distract you from anything else that allows you to contribute to others or show your gratitude um, or remain active physically, emotionally, and or spiritually. And then yeah. you can come back to that. That what you're looking forward to goes up in value when it's only for a time anyway. Yeah, mine is behind. Wow, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm already zombified. I don't, I'm not sure what's happening for you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what that was with me. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's funny because I had um, I had lunch with a friend uh, a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we were talking, and uh, she asked me, and she asked me a question. I remember going, going to this point of being adrift. You know, I don't tell everybody that. I don't tell everybody that I, I feel lost or I feel disconnected. So what I realized in the moment, really in the moment, and reflected on it afterwards too, is that she provided me a safe space to be able to say that. Because you know you can't tell everybody certain things you just can't tell let me everybody ask you, let me ask things. you something yeah. how much of any of that do you think has to do with being a man well i think yeah i think our restrictive conversation definitely is tied to being a man because you know we're supposed to be strong we're supposed to be you know you know have our shit together and we're supposed to be you know we're supposed to have all the answers, or at least we think mm-hmm. we have to have all the answers. If we see something wrong, we want to fix things. We think we have the answers, but right. You and I are different because we we share our emotions, you know, frequently. Right. But I still don't with everybody. Thank you, pleasure. Good to see you, buddy. Um, uh, you know, when you when you can be vulnerable. In fact, for me, mm-hmm. I've realized that the more vulnerability you're able to share the stronger a person you are. Like there's there's something about your character. And listen, I've been, like you going back to old reruns of stuff, I'm, I'm binging Suits again. You know, in Suits, you know, about the, the lawyer show, um, the, you know, the, the, there are two themes in that in that show that stick out for me. One is abandonment. That's a dumb, completely different conversation, John. But one's abandonment and the other is vulnerability. Um, and I think that, you know, you can be the hardest ass person or the strongest mindset and everything. But if you can show it some vulnerability, it, I think it adds to your character. I think it, it shows that you've got, first of all, enough self-confidence that you're able to be vulnerable and open up and 
and share. And I, I just think it, it, I just think it's, 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 it's self-reflective, you know, and mm-hmm. so that answers your, your question, but I'll, I'll just to go back to this. I, I had this conversation and I said, you know, and I was, and I was very vulnerable in that conversation because of where I was. And, and by the way, this, this is somebody who I've had a, a friendship with, but, but I, I just, you can tell in your soul, I believe the mm-hmm. kind of people that you can share your sort of deeper thoughts with. And yes. I said to her at the time, like I seek out relationships, friendships, business partners, colleagues that feed my soul, that fulfill my, that fill my cup up. Right. Right. And I think that when we feel out of sorts and we feel, you know, crappy about something, one thing or another, I think it's because our cup is empty and it's, and it's not empathy, right? It's not being empathetic or an empathic. It's really about your, about your soul, which is, which is tied to your true self, right? We talk about your true self all the time here. And so when you, when you're feeling off, there's a lack of integrity because your true self is off. Your something is off and you're in many ways, it's just your soul is empty. So and sometimes when we have toxic relationships, that's just constant drain of your soul, right? It's a constant yeah. drain of energy. It's a constant drain of so, – so you want to remove, in my opinion, you move toxic people out, toxic relationships out, toxic right. environments out of your life and, and replace them with those that give you the space to be vulnerable and that refill your cup. Well, you don't want to, you want to have relationships with people with whom you can exchange energy as opposed to not only just have them drain yours, but well-meaning people um, in certain moments can, you can find yourself, if you're conscious enough about it, being an energy drainer to someone else as well, you know, um, not through intention, but let's, let's look at what, you know, chat GPT says about, you know, why that's important to those of us who are caregivers to, you know, those with special needs. And so it talks about several things, which is the physical and mental well-being, number one. So caregiving obviously can be physically and emotionally demanding, and neglecting self-care can obviously lead to burnout and exhaustion. And, um, you know, we have a men's group, and we'll put the link up, uh, call The Den. Um, for It's a support group for men who are caregivers or dads to those with special needs. And the conversation that we had in our last, um, I think it was our last gathering, um, came about from a question that a mother asked me as I was picking up my son from school. It was on a Friday and she says, um, so it's Friday. Yeah. You looking forward to the weekend or do you even look forward to the weekend? And as I stopped for a second, as it hit me, I knew exactly why she was asking that, but she went out to explain and she said, cause you know, for us, and this is a woman who is, um, a single mom, um, you know, divorce has more than one child. And so it made me stop and think, you know, gosh, do you look forward to the weekend? And for each parent or each caregiver, it's different depending on what kind of support system, if any, you have, what the diagnosis might be. So when you come to the first item, according to chat GPT, you know, the physical and mental well-being, it's easy for that to get worn down. And it goes back to the analogy that is used so often, which is like, look, if a plane is having turbulence and um, the experiencing turbulence and the oxygen mask comes down resist the urge to put your child's mask on first put yours on because you're only going to be able to help them out but so much if you end up passing out so you know a drowning man is not going to be helped by someone that can't swim so 
the next item they then talk about is then resilience. So self-care enhances one's resilience. Um, our good friend Jessica Pate, whose organization is called We Are Brave Together, you know, the last time she was with us, she talked about how she was never one of those moms who felt like I need to sacrifice everything for my child to my detriment. As a matter of fact, I need to be, and this 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 these aren't her words, these are mine, based on the way she described it, is that it is worthwhile to be, there's a certain amount of selflessness that is exhibited through timely selfishness. So, and that came about when she talked about the fact that, um, you know, she took a vacation, you know, without her son, she and her husband, they had a caregiver that they trusted and everything, but they needed to be able to do that for themselves to then come back and let him know that, look, we'll take a trip with you, you know, at a separate time, because it's just, uh, you know, you think of the caregiver, but the self-care extends to the children that don't have a diagnosis. And that's something that, you know, you might not think of. And then it goes back to the next item goes to exactly what I just said, improve care. So, you know, an athlete, a boxer in a fight, fighting with a broken arm is less likely to win if he's, you know, than he is if he's got two healthy arms. So two by the same token, the level of care that you give, if you're less than a hundred percent, no matter what your mentality is, is not going to be the same as it would be if you're closer to 100% and refreshed. And then, you know, the other thing it does in terms of self-care is it prevents isolation. Um, because I think the isolation mindset comes into play when we get to thinking that ah, nobody knows my situation, nobody knows, nobody understands. And if you're not even seeking out others that might have empathy for you or might even be able to relate or be in the same exact situation, how can you find them if you're, uh, unless you get the blessing of it falling into your lap? In most cases, if you don't seek them out, you wouldn't even know. Yeah, I, I am. I, but but for some people, all of those things, if if implemented, could be a form of, of self-care. Like, you know, they are. Yes. there's sometimes yes. when I want to just shut off and not do anything. And that is me being responsive to my body, to my mind, to my, you know, to my heart and just like, shutting down and staying isolated right. so that can I can get the rest and the replenishment that I need. So, I mean, I hear what yeah. you're saying. And, 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 and by the way, it's chat GPT. So it's, it's, you know, cold information from, you know, from the universe, but, but right. I am um, from the universe of technology anyways. Um, but I, I mean, I think that again, to your point, self-care for caregivers is, is, is really critical because of that idea of putting your mask on first, you you ha you can't you can't be the best advocate for your for your loved one. You can't be you can't be out there for your loved one if you're not taking care of yourself. You know, Absolutely. so it is it it is. I, I, I get it. it. It does make a lot of sense. I, I you know, and and again, depending on <laughs> time of day, uh, day of the week, uh, area time of the month, uh, you know. I, we can have this conversation and I can be totally in that space of, you know, the Ed, my led Joe Dispenza kind of space of like, you know, go be the best version of yourself and always focus on it. And then there are times that I'm like, you know, just grinding it out and trying to, you know, get to the, <laughs> to the mm -hmm. next, to the next stage. So I think that the, that the, the best thing that we all can do is, is spend that time to be self-reflective, you know, and, 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 and be, 
um, cognizant of what your mind, body, soul are telling you. And sometimes you're like, you don't even know. I will tell you yesterday, just, and I don't even think I told you this yet, Sean. I'm house sitting for some, for some friends this week. Um, they're, they're, they're out of the, uh, out of the state for a while. And uh, they've got these wood floors and they've got a, a wooden staircase and, uh, and it was freezing in the house. I'm wearing my socks and I, I was, I was, I was going, I had some stuff to do. I was doing a lot of and stuff and, and I was on the phone with a business partner and uh, I, I missed the second to last step and I fell and I was in so much pain. First of all, I thought I was going to throw up from the pain because that can tell you how much. And by the way, I couldn't sleep last night because I, I can't lean on it. There's no bruise. so I'm sure I bruised a bone. I didn't break anything because I can walk. But but it was definitely the universe telling me, slow the hell down, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention to some of the, the basics like walking. I wasn't ten, you know, paying attention to to, you know, kind of my surroundings, what was going on. It was go, go, go. And so in a way it was. I realized after the fact I needed to be, I needed to slow down. And I was having this, this conversation with, with one of my dear friends um, yesterday. And she was saying that, uh, you know, when you get anxious or upset about missing a stoplight or, 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 you know, getting late to get into the car to get on the road or wherever you're going, you know, we get so frustrated with that, but we never know that that's, not the universe protecting us from something really bad happening down the road or, mm-hmm. you know, so it could be not, you know, it could be part of a master plan. I don't know if it's part of a master plan, but it, <laughs> we never know. Right. If we start to pay attention to the idea that we are energetic beings occupying human form, you know, and that we're all part of this connected universe that there could be play here that if we started to pay attention to look at, which goes right to self-care because those moments where you're like, man, I am so wiped out, but if I don't get this thing done, I I, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And our minds go mm-hmm. negative to all of the thousands yeah. of negative, infinite number of negative things that could possibly happen. Yeah. Or if we take yeah. a moment, take the breath, take care of ourselves, the infinite number of positive, of positive things that could happen become into our, come into our awareness. And so again, I think that we are, you know, that we have this idea that, you know, we're doing something or we need to be reflective and, and, and again, self-aware. And for those of who are listening, Laura DeMello, who I, I love dearly, she's the executive director of We Are Brave Together. She's saying on the website, they have a great PDF called Bite Size Self-Care, 60 suggestions for short self-care ideas that are very impactful. Thank you, Laura, for putting that on there. Um, and we'll try to get that connected here uh, in the show notes. Um, but if you guys go to wearebravetogether.org, I think you'll find, um, by the way, that is a phenomenal organization dedicated to care for caregiving moms. Um, and by the way, they're in 24 countries in every state. They've got 2,400 uh, uh, members and, and they do retreats and they focus a lot on this subject of self-care for caregiving moms. We as dads acknowledge, first of all, we have a support group as well called The Den, um, but we also acknowledge that dads need to, dads need to do self-care as well. Dads need to focus on their needs in order to be able to fulfill the needs of their family. So, you know, thank you for putting that on there, Laura, and, and anybody who's doing something in the, you know, 
creating support for other folks that are that are that are caregivers, you know, doing God's God's work because there are resources for people to go to. So, anyways, just want most to definitely. On that. Yeah, no, that makes um, complete sense. And I put the the link for um, the kit for We Are Brave on the screen right there. Um, and then in addition, and we'll have it again before we're over, um, the link for um, um, the den as well, our men's group, the forums. Uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, self-awareness. I, I, I always talk about like, you know, raising consciousness. Most of us don't have any idea who we really, really, truly are. Most of us have too big a gap between who we really are and who we think we're supposed to be or who certain people might want us to be. And the more acquainted we are with our true selves, the easier it is to really administer that self-care because the further away you are from who you truly are, you know, the less likely you are to be honest with your, with yourself about what it is that you even need. And, and if you think about the things that we do on autopilot, you don't even realize, you know, just how things affect us. Why am I even thinking this way? So when we talk yeah. about questions being more powerful than statements, being more childlike and less childish, most people that hear that probably think what that means is when you meet someone, ask questions, respectfully ask them questions. If you ask them directly, ask them within yourself, but it's just as if not more important to ask questions about yourself because you don't no. even really think about that. And, and that's, that's one of the, yes. And that's one of the gifts of being a caregiver, uh, at, you know, to, you know, Elijah, I think that my wife, Laura and I, I've, I think I've sort of bridged the gap between us. The gap I'm referring to is that for the most part, she's been better at the question um, in terms of, well, who knows? Let, let's try. Let's see. You never know. You know, maybe maybe he will try that. For a long time, I was more like, no, we don't. That he doesn't. He doesn't do that. You just that. You know, no. As opposed to, I have no idea. You know, and you roll the dice and you you kind of find out. So you have to do the same thing with yourself. And the 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 better you understand yourself, the more you can also be clear about what it is you really truly need. And when it comes to your self care, um. You know, it isn't anything to be ashamed of. And, you know, I, I've seen posts in certain um, um, forums and support groups and things like that on social media where people desperately need to be reminded that they're not alone. And in some cases, there are things that I can't relate to. I don't know what it's uh, like. I've seen people post things like, oh, we went through our third TV this year because their child had, you know, a meltdown and broke the TV or something like that or destroy the house or whatever that's i i don't i don't know what that's like to that extent yeah we've had yeah. minor things that have you know that have that have taken place um yeah. but not like that and certainly not on a regular basis and that's why we always have to also we have to remain curious about other people curious about our surroundings and more importantly curious about ourselves and that concept alone might seem weird because people what well, i need to be curious about myself i know who i am but yeah. Do you really? Do you really? Yeah. That's the question. You know, I do a lot of I do a lot of mentorship like activities. Um, on Monday night, I was um, I was at my old fraternity at UCLA. We had an alumni event. Um, it's a rush week for the fall, and so a bunch of alums got together to show that there's continuity 
for these kids who are in in college today, you know, a, a continuum between you know them and 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 those of us who were in the fraternity forty years ago when we were in school, and um, I get the question a lot when people like I'm having. Like when I'm having a really bad day and shit's just not going my way, excuse me for cussing, things aren't going my way. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, how do you pull yourself out of those things? And, and so I always say the same thing to everybody when that, when I'm asked that question. And it, it's amazing how often I, I'm asked that question. And I think at the same time, it's not that amazing. I'm sure that I'm putting something out there in the universe that gives that, that, you know, that space to have that question be asked because I, I say what I do. I tell people, if you're having a bad day and you, and things aren't going your way. And, and again, you're right to what you're just saying, Sean, you have to be somewhat self-reflective and self-aware. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, pick up the phone, call somebody, you know, and just say, I need to be of service. I need to do something today. And you're first on my list. What can I do for you today? How can I help you? How can I be, you know, how can I take something off your plate? Can I bring you lunch? Um, can I bring you a cup of coffee? Um, I, I, I want to do something because I, I, I'm looking to create it, to create a shift for myself. Um, and I will tell you, it's amazing to the person. I get calls back saying that was the best advice I've ever had. It completely shifted where I, where I, where I needed to go and where I needed to focus. And I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of servant leadership, the concept of, of leading by, by providing service. Um, right. And, uh, and, 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 and those are the kinds of things, if you have an awareness, you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have the answer, you know, for, for folks who, who, who are firm believers in, in God and, and especially in the Christian faith, you know, the big thing is, is to, is when you're at a point where you don't have the answers, because the reality is you don't have all the answers. You, right. you have to surrender. You have to give in in order to get help to some degree. You have to acknowledge, I don't know what to do next. Can you give me a sign? We're asking for a shift to be presented to us as well. Or asking for something to occur so that we can create a shift, right? We're looking for right. a sign so that we can create a shift in our thinking, in our presence. And I think, you know, that's, again, that's, 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 that's self-awareness. We, you know, if we can, yeah, right. Thank you, Laura. If we can get outside of ourselves, right. That that's, that's what it's all about. Um, and I think when, when you provide a service, when you give to somebody else, your perspective shifts, your, your soul opens up, your heart shifts and you start to fill that back up. And that's, you know, it, it for some people, you know, it, it sounds corny or whatever have you, but the truth of the matter is, you know, you when you give you literally do receive i mean now if you've if you've if you give and don't feel like you get anything back from it emotionally or spiritually i would say in the interest of hope i would say try one more time and then if the same feeling or lack thereof occurs get help quick yeah. I mean, listen, that's definitely, that's, that's always the fallback, right? Get support, get help. Um, yeah. And I, and I also say that if, if it's, if, if, if you, if you're providing service and you're not getting something out of it, I'm going to assert that that's because your expectation of providing service 
is different than the receiver of that support, right? Exactly. You sometimes people do it and it's not altruistic. Sometimes people, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to want to favor what I'm doing. What's in you know it what for I mean? me? Yeah, yeah. What's in it for me? Right? What do you call that? The W. That's a the radio station. W I I F M. What's in it for yes. me? Um, exactly. Be, Right. And so so that 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 could be a contributing factor. So that's where the self-reflection, self-awareness has to come in. Am I doing this because I really want to give and I really want to provide service and I really want to create a shift for myself? Or am I doing it in order to? Because anytime you throw an in order to, that's a condition that you're putting on an activity that, you know, that that alters the the intent. Right. Right. If you I should, tell you, you feel... hey, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was, I was saying, what? If I if I'm telling you, hey, I'm doing this in order to, because I want to, right? You're throwing it. You're throwing a clear a, a, a clarification on there or a, a consideration on there. That's because what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't follow? Like, what if you don't get back what you're expecting? Right? You've mm-hmm. you put a condition on it. I'm doing this right. in order to puts a condition on it. So if it doesn't happen, well then then your effort is wasted. So you 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 have to give out of pure giving. You have to serve out of pure service. The, to give back, what we get what we get back out of all that is perspective and shift. It doesn't necessarily, it's not a direct, I'm going to give to you and, and you're going to give this back to me. It's not direct. By the way, some people in sales, that's all they think about. I remember, right? That's some people, hey, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to connect you to, and then, you know, if you guys do a deal, cut me in on the deal. Like that's, that's a different mentality. I'm not saying that that's I, a different mentality. I just thought of two things as you're saying that as we're kind of weaving yeah. our way around here, which is because <laughs> I thought to myself, what should because what should happen is as you give to that person, the look on their face once you've done that for them, once the deed is done, that should be reward enough for you. But your consciousness in some cases has to be even higher because sometimes you will come from the right place and offer something to someone. And if they're the type of person that would only do something, you know, in exchange for something in return, people like that can have a hard time expressing any kind of gratitude for what you've done. And if your consciousness is not high enough, you can walk away going, man, that person didn't even look grateful. They didn't say thank you. They, man, and it can rub you the wrong way. But when your consciousness is at the highest place, you're like, you know what? I offer that for them, but it was as much for me and I know that what I did was right and lesson learned. And that's the end of that. Simple things. When you walk out of a building, and you hold the door open for somebody. If they don't say thank you, what are you going to do? Stop opening and holding the door open for folks? Just oh, because like, you me. don't. Right. That, I know you used to bother me. You know, you, are you wave somebody in traffic and like, hey, I don't get a thank you or a wave or anything. You know, exactly. are you doing it for the wave? Are you doing it yeah. for the acknowledgement? Were you holding the door yeah. open so that you could be acknowledged for doing something humane you know it's sort of like and we and we can't judge people if that's where they are too because like i said i used to be like i used to feel like when i would especially when i worked in like corporate jobs you know you're like in these big buildings and stuff and i hold the door open for somebody in my head first of all i would be like to myself i'm like this is not the intro to the jeffersons where george and wheezy are walking into the building i don't work here for you i held the door open for you and you don't even say anything and then it would bother me then i went from that to actually letting people know i wouldn't accost them but i would open the door and if they said nothing i'd go you're welcome or if i said hello and somebody didn't say hello back i'd be like hello hello and then i went from that to okay (laughs) 
you know? And so if somebody else is in that space, the former versus the latter, we can't judge them either. We're all the sum total of our experience. And that goes all the way back around to our original point, which is all connected here, which is all those things have everything to do with the amount of self-care that you give to yourself and that which you allow other people to give to themselves. Yeah, I, I don't want to finish that. I don't. I don't want that thought. That that other thing to no, go. No, have to go away from I, there. I, yeah. I, 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 you, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I, and I know a lot of people who feel that way. Like, oh, hey, a little wave would be nice, you know. And uh, by the way, on occasion, I, I catch myself doing it too, you know. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: when you if your focus is I'm going to do something nice for somebody else and it's what I'm providing, this fills, this is who I am. My true nature, my true self is somebody who gives. How another person receives it, I can't take responsibility for, right? You have nothing to do with that. And it's very possible I like how my hand disappears in the screen. It's very possible that you may not see it, but you may have shifted their universe in the nth to the nth degree that they catch it unconsciously after the fact down the road. And you don't know what they're going through. And you don't know. Because, by the way, we don't know. I have no idea what my children are going to create in the world. Exactly. I don't have to have a plan for what my kids are going to create. They may create something magnificent after I'm gone. There are a lot of things in our life that could occur after we, after the moment passes that we don't have any control over. So rather than look for a direct result in giving, know that the ripple effect of the give, the ripple effect of the give is what the universe is made up of. Right. If we go the door open and somebody doesn't say thank you in the moment, it doesn't mean we stop holding the door open. We continue exactly. to hold the door open because that's who we are and that's what we do. And that is going to have an impact down the road. And I may never see it. Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi was always about like I, I, I'm standing for something to occur today that could occur in another in, in, well past my lifetime. That's exactly. true service. Right. And so at the end of the day, again, we need to look at that for ourselves as well. That self-care is such an important thing for us to I, I'm going to take a mo I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to binge watch a TV show or whatever, because I need just to, I want the separation. I want to take care of myself and I'm going to do this. And by the way, when I'm done watching that hour, I may or, or, or may not go back to work or I may or may not fall asleep or I may or may not whatever. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. Self-awareness of I may not see the direct result from what I'm doing. I just know that in the grand scheme of things, when I'm doing, when I'm focused on taking care of myself, and in a way, we all are doing it. In a way, we're all are doing it. It's not like hedonistic, but we all are pursuing self, you know, self-care to some degree. Yeah. Self-fulfillment. Self-fulfillment. Yeah. So it's just a matter of of knowing that, you know, it's it is critical to have to have that awareness and to, and, and to, and, and to create that self-fulfillment because we don't know what, we don't know what the, what the future holds. And honestly, I'm still looking at, you know, what is it I'm looking forward to? I will tell you for me, the answer to the question for me is 
I'm looking forward to finding how many more people I can serve in this mentor guidance teaching, you know, support role that I, that I get so much value from. I get so much from giving of myself. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. How many more people can we be of service to? Like I always, you, always, you always hear me say the quote from the great Muhammad Ali, which I posted today, as a matter of fact. I mentioned it yesterday in my conversation, by the way. Yes, I love yes. it. Because someone someone posted, uh, there's a Virgin Islands group called, I used to live in the, on St. Thomas or live in the U.S. Virgin Islands or something. And there was an article in the uh, Virgin Islands Daily News from 1968 where um, – um, our family business was being, it was a dedication event. And, and I just posted how my grandparents were the embodiment of the great, the words of the great Muhammad Ali, which is that service to others is the rent you pay for your room on earth. Um, You know, we don't always do this when it's just us. And I don't know if I've asked you here before I may have Um, I'll answer the question and then ask it of you. I think I gave an example already, which is, you know, a belief that, you know, our belief to our ability to change the world is based on our willingness to, or ability to change ourselves. And, you know, one of the beliefs I used to have was at least one of them was just that if you do something nice, it's, 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 it's respectful to say, thank you. It's respectful to wave as you let somebody, you know, give them the right away when you're a driver or something like that. Um, I still appreciate that. I still notice when it's not done but I don't need it because if I, if I need it, uh, it used to be that I had to have it because I'd have a comment almost all the time, but I miss out on what is there for me in the grand scheme. If I'm focused on what I'm not getting from that fellow human being in the given moment, that's my one example. What might one be for you? Um, I, I think I used to believe that you that that we had each of us had to have clarity every step of the way of, mm. of our of our of our place our future pathway mm-hmm. i'm living in it right now i'm like immersed in it right now that i don't think you have to have a clear path i think that your search for clarity is is the journey right it is it is it is the end game i don't think you have to know the end game i think the search for it is the end game the journey that we're on is ultimately where we're going and i think that that's new revel- revelation for me because you know i'm the guy that has all the answers i'm the guy that knows things i'm the guy that you know is a leader and yet so I thought I had to have all the answers, and now I realize I don't have I don't have them, and I don't have yeah. them. And sometimes I mean. not having them enhances your ability to lead, your honesty about those things, at least in a selective yeah. manner. Um, I, as we as we get ready to close out, I want to give some acknowledgments here. Um, you know, I, I want to share um, one organization that is a friend of the show, um, um, which is the Special Needs Network. Uh, you and I were both invited to, I was able to attend, you were not, the uh, sneak pre, uh, sneak preview uh, uh, of a facility that they have in Los Angeles called CAD, which is the Center for Autism and 
I'm butchering the words. Development, um, right? Is it? Div- uh, yeah, it has, I think it's autism development or uh, delay or something of that sort. But it is a phenomenal f- uh, facility. The founder of Special Needs Network is our friend Ariva Martin, who's been a guest on the show as well. And you know, I told her that what she has done, um, very much like Jessica uh, Pate has done with We Are Brave Together, is it's one thing to have this great idea to say that I'd like to create this entity that help helps these people do this thing or that thing, but to actually get it off the ground. Um, you know, they've got multiple locations around um, the Los Angeles area and the CAD, you know, th- that location has, when you first walk in, there's a, a row of desks with Apple desktops. And those are for parents whose children are usually in the offices all along those walls where therapy takes place and then beyond just before that there's a gymnasium for sensory needs and then past that there's a a kitchen um um and then a um like a bedroom or an apartment where life skills are taught as well and they actually have two or three locations where there's a studio set up for podcasts to be created um for children that may have skills for those types of things so it's an amazing and amazing um you know, organization. The other thing I want to um, also share with everyone is encourage you to, um, you know, if you're uh, looking at um, uh, shoes um, for anyone that may um, have physical challenges, our good friends at Billy Footwear, um, they have a fall sale that is taking place. And in addition to that, if you utilize the link that will be up in just a second, you will get an additional 10% off. Um, they are an amazing organization. Um, they've been great friends of the show and, um, we look forward to doing, uh, more great work with, uh, Billy, uh, Billy footwear. And then, uh, in addition to that, we mentioned earlier, our men's group, the den, we meet every other Sunday at, uh, 10 AM Pacific on zoom. Uh, the next gathering is, um, uh, this Sunday, actually. Um, and you know, we encourage you to, um, to join us. We have conversations that um, may or may not take place uh, in most cases uh, with men. And as we just mentioned, just like self-care is important, people need to be reminded that they're not alone uh, in the room in which they stand. Yeah. yeah. Well, and since we're on it, I the two organizations that <clears throat> that I'm, I, I sit on their boards, one is we've mentioned already, We Are Brave Together. We just completed last weekend our 5K event, fundraising event. Um, so, um, if, and by the way, we're still raising money up until October 15th. We are just within a hair of our $40,000 goal. So if you, yeah, thank you so much. If you, uh, if you're so inclined and want to contribute again, all that money goes towards retreats, subsidizing the retreats for caregiving moms. They do retreats all over the country. Um, it's a phenomenal organization. And the second one I'm excited about, we had him on the, uh, we had Brett Lieberman on the show uh, not that long ago, um, to talk about the the Good Karma Festival. So his organization, Yes I Can, Unity Through Music and Education, takes young adults with disabilities, and that's what they call them, their, their disabilities, their challenges, and they train them on how to um, be prepared for careers in the entertainment industry. That's film, television, and music, primarily music, but film and television as well. And um, they've placed some young, uh, young, young folks with with developmental disabilities in 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 um, positions, paid positions now, 
at Paramount Studios and many of these other great entertainment facilities around Southern California. And so um, if you go to the goodkarmafestival.org, you'll see some, it's coming up in November live and it'll be live streamed as well. Um, so great organizations that are serving our community and great people that are running those organizations. We're blessed to be part of those communities. And uh, I know we've reached uh, just about reached our, our hour. Thank you for putting that up there, Sean. There you go. Yeah, oops, I took it down. Um, yep. That's yikunity.org. Um, we're grateful to be part of this. Um, we don't even know what episode. We did this about three and a half years ago with the idea that, um, you know, we'll mention your, your event as well, but the idea that we wanted to shine a spotlight on those folks that were serving the community. And we also, in our roles as financial educators, um, provide a lot of financial support to families with special needs as, as well as neurotypical families. Um, Sean is hosting an event. It's on the screen. Uh, there's an event, right? It's a free event for you to get some great financial information. We'll have those in the post in the show notes as well. But um, our, this is our, this is our service. This is how we decided to have an impact on a community that was very near and dear to us and of which we are members mm -hmm. Um, these yep. kinds of organizations, these kinds of events. So um, I'm grateful, you know, empathy and love is what I say all the time to, you know, have some empathy for the folks around you who have no idea what they're going through. Um, yep. You know, the door open and they don't say thank you. You don't know what they're going through. So have some empathy and uh, and look at the world through glass, the lenses of love. And the world looks so much, so much better, so much, so much prettier, so much, so much nicer. Um, and on that <laughs> note, I'm going to throw it to you, Sean, to, to, to close this. Yes, I just want to say one more thing about the Eventbrite uh, event, which is on October, I guess, a week from this Saturday. I don't even know what date that is off the top of my head. But uh, we're going to have uh, Genevieve Grubel, who is an estate planning attorney with us, uh, a, a specialty in, in serving special needs families. Do you know the difference between a will and a trust? When is the special needs applicable? Um, there's other alternatives to conservatorship. Um, we will also then have um, Nicole, who's been a guest on the show. Um, and is a uh, an expert in, in both probate and real estate as well. When is the best time to buy a home? When do you know when you're prepared to buy a home? How do you maximize the value of the home? Um, and then I'll be covering the stuff that Brian and I talk about all, all the time, which is the financial, just the basics in terms of protection against loss of income, um, debt elimination, um, maximizing getting the right type and the right amount of life insurance, and then your mindset around money as well. And again, um, be, to be able to do this, uh, we're just so grateful and so thankful. Um, you know, it, we have, to everyone within the sound of our voice, just remember questions are more powerful than statements. And if you're watching this, we love you. See you next time.